Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, I'm Malcolm Bruce, the son of legendary Jack Bruce from Cream. I'm talking about the new record, Heavenly Cream, that's out. You're listening to the Dr. Sky Experience on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back to the Dr. Sky Experience, heard exclusively here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We like to call it, and other people agree, the crown jewel of radio, the iconic 77 Talk Radio. I am sure, ladies and gentlemen, as it beams out of New York City, the nation, the world, and the cosmos. And by the way, a radio station that did so much to promote the Beatles when they came here to the United States in the 1960s. Our very special guest today as we talk in from the music world, Malcolm Bruce, the son of Jack Bruce of the legendary band known as Cream. And today, Malcolm is joining us from the other side of the pond as he's calling us from the UK. Hey, good evening. Good afternoon. How are you, Malcolm? Hey, I'm great. I'm doing really well. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, thank you so much. We're here today to talk about something very special near and dear to your heart. And here we go to describe what's happening. Heavenly Cream is an acoustic tribute to Cream. The album takes us on a magical journey, traveling the brief course of the iconic band's musical life back to the raw, stripped-down magic of the creativity. Your dead Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker, Eric Clapton, and Pete Brown passionately produced this obviously amazing CD mixed by Rob Cast. The new album, which was just released on November 3rd, by Quarto Valley Records, on vinyl, of course, CD, and digitally on all platforms. Malcolm, talk about your dad, Jack. I mean, the great history of Cream. I remember this band when I was in high school, and even before that, and today their music is obviously nothing but iconic. Talk about the band. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, iconic is a great way of describing the band. Uh, The music is kind of timeless, transcendent to me. you know, it was also the timing, you know, the baby boomer generation, the flower power movement. I love that word cosmic you used in your intro. It's great. You know, the expansiveness <laughs> yes. of the whole thing. You know, uh, uh, just um, music that opens people's hearts and their minds and their spirits. And, uh, you know, I think that that kind of music transcends uh, style or genre or or the time that it was created and and so we we've rivet we've wanted to revisit this and um not compete with the original recordings obviously because they're so amazing but just mm-hmm. kind of breathe fresh uh life into them a, a, a different perspective 
uh, an interpretation of the material, really. Quite amazing. Malcolm, this is fascinating. A great tribute to your dad, Jack, Ginger Baker, and Eric Clapton, Pete Brown. You know, the band forms back one in 1966, as I mentioned before. But the description I give is their high-volume blues jamming, but it goes on into the psychedelic realm, too. Would you not say, Malcolm, that this was probably the world's first supergroup? If we go back and, I mean, the Beatles obviously have their own, you know, claim to fame, rightfully so. But how do you talk about Cream? I mean, I listen to their music, and certainly we're going to talk about listening to this particular album, this whole story that we're putting together, an acoustic tribute to Cream. What an amazing band. Describe, describe some of the things that your dad was involved in in the formation of this band. How did it get started? Well, I mean, they all had, I guess that, that term supergroup is kind of appropriate because they'd all played in a lot of bands before Cream was formed, as you said, in 1966. So um, both my dad and Ginger had been in uh, Lexus Corners Blues Incorporated very early on. I believe that was around 1961, 1962. And uh, before Ginger joined that band, uh, Charlie Watts was the drummer with Alexis and then uh, Les joined the Stones and Ginger became the drummer in that band. And then subsequently, my dad played with the Graham Bond organization, also with Ginger Baker. John McLaughlin was in that band briefly as well. Um, And then my dad has done, had stints with Manfred Mann and John Mayle, which is where he first uh, crossed paths with Eric Clapton. And so Eric had done a similar thing and famously been in, uh, John Mayles' Blues Breakers, um, the famous Beano album, as they call it. And um, so, yes, when they all got together, I guess you could say that it was a supergroup because they were all very well known in the British music scene, but they weren't pop artists in the same way. I mean, the Beatles, I'm a huge fan of Beatles, obviously, but the Beatles had much more of a pop ethic in terms of their songwriting. They weren't, you know, they were incredible, but they weren't really musicians in the sense that they were jazz musicians or came from that kind of background, whereas the three guys in Cream were seen as musicians first, really. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Eric was a master of the blues, and my dad had a classical music background and a jazz music background, but then discovered the blues, and Ginger was a jazz drummer um, that also was was exploring uh, music from other cultures, like African music. And so they all brought this kind of musicality to it and suddenly found themselves in a commercial world, you know, in, in a pop, yes. in a situation of being a kind of pop band, but suddenly but they could actually play music on a very, very high level. And so I think that is one of the keys to why they were so great. There was a synergy between them that was not just about the songwriting, but also about the musicianship. It's amazing. Malcolm, it's an honor to speak with you. As part of our Dr. Sky experience, we work with a lot of groups like yourself that talk about the history of not only rock and roll, but all the different genres of rock. And and it's great to have you here on the Dr. Sky experience here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. As I mentioned before, WABC and a man named Cousin Brucey was so instrumental in making the Beatles so popular here when they came to the United States, the British invasion. But would you say that the popularity of Cream was naturally enhanced, no doubt, by their American tour and their American appearance? How important was the American scene to the group Cream? This is, uh, 
it seems very important in, in the history of, of cream. Oh, I think it was probably more important than their success in the UK, at least initially, because I think I think uh, the U.S. embraced cream um, in the, in a similar way to how all the British bands were embraced by by coming over to the U.S. and touring and doing TV shows and radio and all of those kinds of things. I mean, the Beatles obviously played a huge role in that, but there were the Herman's mm-hmm. Herman's Hermits and the Who and um, all kinds of bands that uh, had a huge impact in America, but I think then translated as they came back to the UK, it kind of gave them a certain kind of legitimacy or validation because obviously the British bands took American music, you know, that and, and sort of changed it, Britishized it, and then kind of took it back to America. So it was a, it was a kind of cross-fertilization, and I think that's a really fascinating part of the shared history of, of popular music in that sense. You know, that yes. that um you know, Cream, for example, actually recorded and played live many um incredible classic blues songs from people like Albert King and Willie Dixon, etc. You know, Spoonful, uh, which is we have um the amazing Bobby Rush on this record, Heavenly Cream, performing Spoonful yes. by Willie Dixon and, and Sitting on Top of the World, which is written by, I cannot remember the name, the name of the two guys, but it was from 1926. Okay. So, you know, again, <laughs> sure. um, somebody well, Bolton, I think, but, yes. um, you know, it's like thinking of it in that sense. You know, American classical music, sure, there's a Western classical tradition in, America, in the U.S. and there's the jazz tradition, but there's also the blues tradition and and if you listen to a song like Sitting on Top of the World, written a hundred years ago by Americans, by black Americans, you know, and and that yes. inspired British artists in the 60s to reinterpret that music and, um, and create something new out of it in the same way that Beatles were inspired by the people they were inspired by. And... Um, which were, who were also American artists. So yeah, I think I think that's mm-hmm. the amazing thing. You know, we think of it as the UK and the US, but really it's just one feeling. Um, maybe a slightly little. Uh, we have a little bit more rain here seasonally, and that might affect how we think of things emotionally. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, I got to ask you this, Malcolm. If I'm correct, tell me. Your dad. Jack wrote the lyrics to Sunshine of Your Love. Am I correct in that assessment? No, actually, the, that's Pete Brown, uh, my dad's chief uh, songwriting collaborative. So Pete wrote the lyrics, and my dad wrote the music, and Eric Clapton contributed to the music on that song as well. But um, awesome. Many of the other songs, um, you know, the well, some of the well-known songs by Cream were also uh, co-written between my dad and Pete Brown like White Room. And well, this is an amazing TV. experience because what we're going to hear right now, we're going to go back in the time tunnel and we're going to listen to a 1966 iteration of Sunshine of Your Love, just so in case we have any young people out there that never heard this and now they're going to. So here we go.
You know, Malcolm, that's an amazing tribute to the band. But let's talk about the new album and let's talk about what people can get and experience with this, because I find this to be most fascinating for all the listeners out there of the Dr. Sky experience. Heavenly Cream, an acoustic tribute to Cream. But we have 15 tracks on this amazing LP CD 
And this is incredible because we have a new iteration of the music from everything from I Feel Free, Sunshine of Your Love, one of my favorite, White Room, which is incredible. And here we go. Let's listen to the new iteration of what this whole dedication is here. Heavenly Cream, an acoustic tribute to Cream. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen.
Malcolm, that's awesome. So Quarto Valley Records, this was released on November 3rd. How do people get copies of this? Obviously, the big fans of LPs, the audiophiles out there, they already probably have a copy of this. But uh, just about wherever good music is sold, this is where you can download, get the CD. And is there any website that we should tell our listeners about where they can go directly to this whole experience, Heavenly Cream, an acoustic tribute to Cream? Yes, I, I mean, Quarter Valley Records um, have a great website where you can get links to, to um, purchase. Um, as you said, it's a, it's a download, it's a CD, and it's also a double vinyl. I believe that the first run of the double vinyl is in the color cream, the actual records, the actual records themselves. So, so it's kind of a, quite a nice sort of collectible thing if people are into the vinyl thing. And um, there's also a, 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 um, a making of documentary that was shot during the sessions um, at Abbey Road Studios in London uh, when we made the record, um, which includes uh, interviews with everybody and um, footage of us performing and recording in the studio. And that's available to stream on Sunstream in the U.S. as well. So, um, but, wow. you know, it's, it's, the, the record is available everywhere, you know, Amazon, etc. You know, anywhere that you can mm-hmm. buy music, it'll be available. Well, I appreciate your time, Malcolm. This is good. I hope we talk again. And thanks to uh, John Lappin for helping set up all these different interviews with these great organizations, great tributes to rock bands, the music masters of the world that we talk about from the realms of rock, heavy metal, all kinds of music, blues, and everything involved in there. But let's also have you take a bow because you're involved in the making of this album. And you should be so proud of this uh, to put it together and make sure that people can hear the voices of so many of the other people. How about Joe Bonamassa, Deborah Bonham? Obviously, a tribute to uh, all these great musicians and so many more that we didn't mention here today. I want to thank you for being part of the Dr. Sky experience as you talk about a brand new album, CD, LP, Heavenly Cream, and acoustic tribute to Cream. Stay on the line with us, Malcolm. Appreciate your time. And thank you for calling in thank from you. the other thank side of so the much. pond from the great UK. And please thank stay you. on the line with us. Thank you. Thank you.